0: And it's the number of perfection. So whenever the Bible uses the word seven, uh, though a righteous man fall seven times, he rises again, Uh, though he fall completely, perfectly flat on his face, uh, the Bible says he rises again, which brings a greater uh, impact to to that verse because um, it it doesn't mean if you just slip up. God's saying you can mess up royal and uh, you can rise again. And so, then today we're going to talk about seven forgiving completely uh, and being completely forgiven. So, today is a very, very uh, challenging message because um, I think forgiveness is uh, hard to define, it's hard to really understand. Um, you know, in other words, how can you tell when you've forgiven someone? I have several ideas of maybe how you can tell when their name is mentioned, you don't cringe. Uh, When given the opportunity to disparage, you choose not to. When you know you've been done wrong, and twenty people that you've told you've been done wrong agree with you, uh, (laughs) which is not great, might I add. But but it's a real challenge to know when you can say I have forgiven. And and probably equally as challenging to know when you've been forgiven. I mean, there are things that we all do um, that we go, how could God possibly forgive me? Or things we do to somebody else, how could they possibly forgive me? And maybe never having those feelings of forgiveness. So how do we we deal with those? Uh, Hopefully today we'll shine some light uh, on those things uh, because every one of us in here have sinned. The Bible says all have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. And so I think the most important thing for us to recognize right up front is we've all sinned and we all need forgiveness. And that's critical that you're no worse than anybody else in this room. You can tell me all the things you've done and uh, some of you little angelic people can tell me all the things you haven't done. And uh, guess what? You're just as jacked up as the person who did all the bad stuff. So don't be fluttering in here with your little halo and wings acting like I deserve forgiveness. Really? Uh, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There was a salesman who was really down to his last warning and, and uh, he was uh, going to an appointment and he knew that if he failed on this one and if he was late, uh, he was going to be fired. So he's, he's trying to find a parking spot, cannot find a parking spot. And so he keeps circling, 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 in panic because he thinks I've, I've got to get to this meeting, or I'm going to be fired. And so he finally parks in a, in a no parking zone, and he puts a note on the window uh, that says, "You know, I've circled this lo- this this block twenty times, could not find a space. And it, I don't get to this appointment, I'm going to be fired. And it, and he leaves this no scriptural thing. Forgive us our trespasses." Going to be spiritual here. So then he comes back after his appointment. He makes it on time. And as he's walking toward his car, he sees a ticket under the windshield with a note. And the note says, I've circled this block for 20 years. And if I don't give you a ticket, I'm going to be fired. Lead us not into temptation. (laughs) There's always a response. And so we all need to accept the forgiveness of Christ and we need to give forgiveness to others. It's a part of life. It's not a one-time situation. Every day I have to walk in the understanding that God has forgiven me. And that when every day we acknowledge that we've been forgiven, believe it or not, it brings a greater awareness of how good God really is. If we really are honest about who we really are, it really brings this incredible gratitude that God would forgive us for what we have done. And not just what we've done, but who we were born. We were born with sin. I mean, it's hard to believe Bradley Blair right now has sin nature. It it does pain me to say that one, it's so cute. But there is potential in her and as she grows uh that potential will manifest i'm sorry to tell you josh it's, it's just, she's not going to go say sure father i will do that there are going to be times she's going to give me the keys now i want keys to the car i know you can't fathom that right now and then when you don't give them she's going to pout and be mad at you it, i know it's heartbreaking i'm i know it is I, I wanted my kids to all love me but when they get 16 they know everything and you know nothing at all and so uh just prepare yourselves so the sin nature is in all of us so we have to recognize that that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so we have to understand love is the motivating factor behind everything God does everything God is God is love and he said I didn't send my son into the world to condemn the world but the world through him might be saved so God did not send Jesus to punish us. Now think about that just for a moment because he could have. He could have said, I'm gonna wipe earth out and I'm gonna do this thing all again. Instead, he gives us this beautiful portrait of who he is by giving his only son to forgive us. Listen to this. Forgive us before we ever ask for forgiveness. Take it a step further before we ever acknowledge we need to be forgiven. That's how much God loves us. That's the importance of forgiveness. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18. In verse 15, it says, If you find your brother in sin, go to him privately. And if he repents, you've won a brother. So the idea of God, uh, the very first thing that God is saying is that sin and sinful behavior first needs to be handled right and contained as much as possible reason being is the minute you and i start talking about someone else's sin or our own sin in a disparaging fashion it creates uh it demands that others not creates it actually demands that others make a choice about that crisis that sin or that wrong In other words, it creates a collateral damage among those around us. God is saying, I I want to minimize the impact and influence of sin. So if you find your brother in sin, go to him privately. If he repents, you've won a brother. So I'll get to that in just a moment. Secondly, it says, if he doesn't, take two or three witnesses with you. In other words, God's saying, I so desperately want reconciliation i so desperately want you to come into agreement how shall two walk together lest they agree i talked about last week and and so god is trying to create this uh this picture of christianity and let me tell you one of the ugliest things that we do in christianity is judgment and and bitterness and gossip those are the ugliest if somebody came to me and said look I'm going to do a little weed. Can I serve in your church? I won't, no, I won't tell anybody. I'd be more inclined to say, absolutely. If a gossip came to me and said, you know, I only have one problem. I gossip a little bit. There's the door. <laughs> because let me tell you, we have, we have categorized sin according to our own comfort level. We've categorized sin based on how we behave and how we live and if somebody sins differently than me then they're worse than me don't get too happy and then lastly it says then if they don't repent go to the church well you know why god would say that he's saying it's not because i want them to be exposed i want them to be healed god's desire was never punishment or judgment but it's always about healing and reconciliation after restoration But when we get uncomfortable with someone else's behavior or sin or wrong, we become ashamed of being associated with them. But let me tell you, if you look at the life of Jesus, the part that's in red, he was always with the people that nobody else in society thought he should be with. I'll drink to that. So forgiveness is not an option. It's a mandate from heaven. In verse 18, it says, now I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am With It doesn't say come together in somebody else's name. Come together in the name of the person who hurt you. Come together in the name of the person that, that offended you or that caused you pain. It says in my name. You don't need to be carrying somebody else's name around. You don't need to be talking about somebody else. You need to come in the name of Jesus. Now listen to how this connects. It says, then Peter... Came to Jesus. Now this is all in in this chapter. It's it, understand this is not a disconnect. They're not jumping to a different issue here. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, "Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me?" Now going back to verse fifteen, Peter's listening to Jesus and he's going, "Okay, I hear you here, but how many times do I have to do this?" Isn't that our question? We don't ask God you know, what's the most we can do? We always ask God, what's the least I have to do? It's just typically our, okay, what do I need to do to go to heaven? And then you give people a list, that's all they're gonna do. You know, that's just it. Well, there's only one thing you need to do to really go to heaven. And if you're religious, you'll probably leave right now. So if you do leave, everybody's gonna know you're religious. Okay, so hold your seat. (laughs) There's only one thing you can do to go to heaven. The Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say all of you who never sin, all of you who are perfect, all of you who behave right, all of you take communion, all of you who... No, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus removed the performance factor. But let me tell you something, all performance is, is good for you. It's a horizontal thing. The vertical thing is I call on the name of the Lord. And you say, now, if you'll do these things, you're going to have a good horizontal life as well as a good vertical life. But many people have cratered to the idea that heaven is going to be a little bit about us and a little bit about God. Let me tell you something. It's all about God and it's all about grace. That's all we can hope for. The minute you think you can be good enough, then you're adding to salvation and you cannot add to salvation. Now, you can add to your life here on earth by loving those, blessing those who persecute you. No, I know what you're thinking. I want to slap them upside the head. I get it. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great to just have one day where Jesus said, go do whatever you want. I'm gonna look the other way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> what time do I get started? <laughs> what time do I have to be done? Because I got a lot of work to do, you know so but then he goes um, Peter goes well you know how many, how many times I, I just need to know because I'm not really you know Peter wasn't the nicest guy in the world contrary to what, some people have this idea that the disciples had wings and they went around speaking King James <laughs> that, but no Peter like Peter cut your ear off Amen. Peter like you mess with Jesus I'm taking your I don't really like him that much because I'm going to deny him but I'll take your ear off I can mess with Jesus, but you can't. It's kind of like a brother thing. My brother could pick on me, but nobody else could. You know what I'm saying? It didn't seem right to me, but, but that's how it was. So we treat Jesus. So here Peter is, and you know, Jesus even called him Satan. There's really hope for us going to heaven. I've never had Jesus call me Satan. Peter is like, okay, tell me what I have to do. The least thing I need to do. What? And, and, and he goes, um, up to seven times. Peter's like, do I need to forgive up to seven? Here's that number seven. But Peter's thinking about seven numerically one, two, three, four, and on. But then Jesus says, uh, mm, I know. That's not in there, but I think that's what Jesus kind of being cool, you know. <laughs> Jesus had some swag on him. Man, I'm not thinking so much, Peter. I right hear that right now. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. When you read the Bible, read it with personality. I mean, put some stuff right there with Jesus. Like, Jesus like, all like this right now. You know, like, makes reading the Bible a whole lot more fun. I mean, even act it out, you know, while it's being read, you know. I, anyway, about to give away my secrets. Now that I live alone, I can, I can read it in a robe or anything else I don't want to read it in. I mean, it's great reading the Bible that way before the Lord. Jim shorts. Anyway, so... Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Jesus said, on and on, completely, completely, completely forgive. Yes, just, just keep, just like absolutely, it's endless that you're going to forgive. Why? Because that's how Jesus is. Now, here's, here's what some of you do. No, that was a 930 crowd. None of you would do that here. Um, <laughs> how many times have you heard somebody say, well, I'd forgive if they'd apologize? You're going to be waiting a long time on that apology. Like until you're on your deathbed and they're standing there smiling and you're like, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You're the reason I'm dying. (laughs) They're not the reason you're dying. You're the reason you're dying. Because forgiveness doesn't hurt the other person. It only hurts you. Well, so some of you are waiting apology. We don't find contentment in someone's apology. We find contentment in our forgiveness. We all have a reason. There, everybody in here has been hurt by somebody. You've been talked poorly about. You've been wronged. You've, you've just, some of you, your parents did you wrong. Your brothers did you wrong. Your spouse has done you wrong. Your first grade teacher was an idiot. Uh... I mean, I, I get it. I mean, you got all these issues and, you know, you just, um, we all have to fight those things in order to be able to live a life of freedom because we've all been hurt. And guess what? Let me take it a step further. We've all hurt other people. We've all wronged other people. So you know what? You're not excluded. I'm not excluded. And You know what? I got to tell you, and I've even done a lot of it by design. It wasn't even an accident. I admit it. And about a third of you are going, Oh God. I didn't say I was proud of it. I, I, just being authentic. There have been times I, I'm going to bruise you. Yes, I am. One more Red Bull, maybe more than that. So, We've all been there. So the minute we judge somebody else's behavior or we judge someone else's sin, we have quickly forgotten ours and God starts shining a light on us. At least he does me. Oh, okay, so they're horrible. You're not. Because the measure you judge them, it's measured back to you. And so, but if they just apologize, everything would be fine. No, it wouldn't. I'm telling you right now, it would not be fine. Because then you, I mean and women you have incredible memories it ain't over honey I'm sorry no I remember and you need to apologize about this in addition to that let me tell you what was wrong about that right now I'll forgive you in just a minute but I got my time in court now that's how come men don't want to apologize they know you like Memorex. I mean, you're like, you like you can take it back 10 years. And I remember that day that you were in there and you walked into the kitchen and you thought the asparagus was no good and you told me that. <laughs> Reel it in. Let's talk about authority for a moment. Authority produces power in forgiveness. You have the authority of God, the anointing of God to forgive. Is that choice going to be difficult? Sometimes it's going to be more difficult sometimes than other times, depending on who hurt you and who hurts you. Let me tell you how to determine how. It's even worse when it's somebody you love that's not supposed to hurt you. Yeah, yeah, you felt that, didn't you? I heard. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, the person is not supposed to, but they always will. So. When Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, isn't that interesting that that's one of the key components of the Lord's prayer, because he knew that was going to be something that we would battle in our lives. So he said, I want you to pray this. So every day you can get up and say, you know, Lord, today, ahead of time, this morning, I forgive all those who are going to hurt me today by design or default. I forgive ahead of time. That will never be a wasted prayer because somebody's going to be goofy today. They're going to be goofy. You're going to have... Look, every time I get behind the wheel of a car, I have to say, I'm backing out of my garage, Lord, I forgive every fool (laughs) that I will encounter. Every idiot that went to Walmart to get their driver's license. I know they didn't go to the DMV because no way they're going to pass the test there. I'm not even kidding you. I was taking my daughter to lunch yesterday. Now this, if you've ever been to Target on Penn and Memorial, way too many lights there, number one. But when you're exiting Target to go west out of the southernmost exit, to be precise, there is a left-hand turn lane, a right-hand turn lane, and a center lane which means you're going straight. So I'm behind a guy who looks like he's probably had issues before, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Rule of thumb, don't park next to someone who has dings in their car. And don't drive near them, because they don't care. It's a sign, here's your sign. Every quarter panel is dented beware they ought to have like a sign like Domino's. watch out for me on top of their car we don't deliver <laughs> so we're behind this guy in this one lane going straight but when you cross Penn, it goes into two lanes going west and two going east there's a little median right so we go straight across this guy gets over in the right lane i'm staying in the left lane and we're about like this And I, all of a sudden, see a left-hand turn signal come on. I'm thinking, not a chance. He's texting and somehow accidentally hit the signal. Oh, no, 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 no. He proceeds to do a U-turn or attempt to, but I wouldn't let him. From the right lane. He's going to turn in front of me. Well, he, he didn't care if I was going to let him or not. He started to do it. I just stepped on the horn. I didn't say, oh, pray to the Lord, we're all okay. No! I'm fixing to jack that car up one more time. I mean, you know, adrenaline does strange things to us. So, no, he starts, so I honk. He honks back. Everything would have been, Fine if he hadn't have been so honking stupid. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and you know, if it had just been the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, who knows what would have happened, but my daughter was with me. I knew God would forgive me. I wasn't sure she would. And I just drove on. My mind didn't drive on. My mind was back there. <laughs> My mind was, I want to go back, and I want to tell this guy, if you don't learn to drive, somebody like me going to get out. I need counseling, don't I? (laughs) only took me a mile. There's a book in here somewhere, A Mile to Forgiveness. (laughs) The end of one mile, I was like, praise the Lord. Bless him, Jesus, the fool. Bless him. Some of you who drive like him, you don't get it right now. You're like, what's wrong with that? I do it all the time. There's a lot wrong with that, trust me. Get your driver's manual out, the one you didn't get from Walmart, and read it. No left turn from the right lane, pilgrim. Okay. Now... God wasn't looking at him. He was looking at me. It was never about him. I mean, it could have been. Maybe I don't. I'm pretty sure he didn't know God. But uh, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you drive like that, there's a really good chance you don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding, obviously, kind of. Uh, but it, it wasn't his job to make me better. So if I would have gone back and I would have said, sir, let me point out, in the manual (laughs) right here page 10 paragraph 2 he looks and says oh you're right why should that cause me to do something different it shouldn't his apology doesn't change me I change me my choice to forgive is from heaven we have authority he said i've given you authority and whatever you bind on earth will be bound on earth whatever you loosen heaven be loosened so we get to bind and loose those things and whenever you have bitterness and unforgiveness towards someone let me help you with this you're still connected to them some of y'all fixing to forgive real quick right now <laughs> forgiveness Disconnects you from the person who hurt you. Forgiveness doesn't always connect itself to a feeling, okay? I, there are times, I mean, I, I don't feel like forgiving really most of the time, and some of you probably do, and if you tell me that, I, I'm not sure I believe you. Uh, but it's okay. If you can sleep at night with that, go for it. Uh, we don't feel like it. So I don't think when, when Christ is in the garden and He's saying, uh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Wouldn't that be an indication in that moment Christ wasn't necessarily feeling what was about to happen? And yet he knew the whole purpose of the cross was to produce forgiveness past, present, and future. That's what it was all about. So it's not about a feeling. And and let me say this to you as well. Just because you forgive doesn't mean you have to be their best friend. What, What a religious person will say, well, if you really forgave me, we'd still be hanging out together. That's not, that's not, has nothing to do with forgiveness. I mean, it, it might, you might end up hanging out with him again, but you might not. It just, it, it's not necessary. When Jesus looked at the rich young ruler and said, you know, he looked at Jesus, Jesus asked him a couple of questions What must I do to follow you? Jesus said, Sell what you have, give to the poor, and follow me. Well, the rich young ruler, the Bible says he had much, and because he had much, he couldn't do it. Well, Jesus had already forgiven him. It wasn't that Jesus was like, I can't believe you do that to me, and you wouldn't trust me. Jesus said, But I'm moving on okay Jesus said I'm moving on and Jesus moved on walked in forgiveness I don't know what happened to the man because we don't hear about him again but, but it doesn't mean so if somebody says you haven't forgiven me for instance you may have had a spouse that says you know I forgive you but I'm moving on and you say well if you really forgave me you wouldn't that's not true You've got to believe that sometimes things happen the way they happen and you can't write the script or rewrite the script. And you just got to believe. And, and you know what? You can't tell somebody they've forgiven you or not forgiven you. You just can't. And you have to be okay to say, you know what? Even if you haven't, I forgive you. Just that simple. Because the only way you're ever going to be happy is stay, stay happy. You know, I think about Jesus, how Jesus behaved on numerous occasions. First off, I think when he went to the Mount of Transfiguration, he he had 12 disciples, but only three went with him. Maybe that was a great lesson of forgiveness, because if I'm one of the nine down below, I'm thinking, hey, 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 there's a light show going on up there, because we can see it from down here. Why don't I get to be there? But he only took three. And guess what? If it would have been any nine of us, we'd have been offended, and we would have called a lawyer and said, it's unfair that I didn't get to go to the top because we are a litigious society. <laughs> I will sue you, Jesus. <laughs> I don't get to go to the top. I'm. I'm I got my, my attorney will be contacting you. That's what we'd be doing today instead of saying, you know, Jesus is all good. It's all good. Because some of y'all need to like, not that Jesus has done anything wrong to you, but you've held something against Jesus. The authority to forgive the power to agree he said if two or three of you gathered in my name there I am in your midst in other words I I want you to find agreement and whenever there's bitterness and unforgiveness there won't be any agreement there just won't be and you have to let things go you have to let things go it says if your brother repents you've won a brother you've gained a brother that's the goal and you know, uh, it, it took me, and of course, you, there are two sides to every story, and there's always, but for me, um, when I was going through my, my toughest time in the last two and a half years, it was December 16th um, of 2015. Never forget it, driving down the Kilpatrick Turnpike. It was rainy and overcast, which contributes even further to the darkness of my soul. And after everything that had happened, after hundreds of hours of counseling and trying to put my marriage together, and it blew up, and I, I began to connect everybody to that that I felt like had helped blow up my marriage, including myself. And I called my pastor friend in Austin, Texas, Pastor Rob, you'll meet him someday. He's been a dear friend since college. Pastors of a great church in Austin. And I'm just being real authentic with you because when you've been where I've been, <laughs> really? It's, you know, you just don't care anymore. You just kind of go, you know, it's all real. And keep it real. So on December 16th, I'm driving down the turnpike. I'm going west. I'm about to Rockwell, talking to Rob. And I said, Rob, I said, I was having a bad day. Any of you ever had a bad day? I was having a bad day, bad day. I mean, I was like two miles away from demonic. And I said, Rob, I I said, man, I said, I just, I said, man, I'm struggling. I said, I just want to go beat the, you can fill in whatever blanks you want. (laughs) Whatever arrangement you have with God, it'll all work. Out of some people. And I said, I really just, that's what I want to do. And after I said that, I said, but Rob, I don't want to feel this way. I am so exhausted with carrying all the stuff that had happened around in my life. And I would prayed and I had gone to counseling and I had spent eight, 10 hours a day with Jesus every day for like 90 plus days. And then after that, probably still six hours a day for 365 days in a cave by myself. Why isn't this going away? That was my thought. And so when I said that to Rob, I said, "I don't want to feel this way." I didn't have an extensive long prayer. It wasn't like uh, I'm going to pray in tongues for hours and I'm going you know none of that. I get up at nine o'clock in the morning, December seventeenth. Cold, just miserable, and I open up my Bible at nine a.m. December seventeenth. And I heard God say to me, Why didn't you ever ask me before? Why didn't you ever tell me? I said, Tell you what, that you don't want to feel this way. And in that moment, forgiveness came. I got to tell you, it was so supernatural that I've never written that date down, but I'll never forget December. I looked at the clock, it was like God was there. I was so there that I looked at the clock and I thought, I never want to forget this moment because the devil will come back, and when he does, i 'm going to remember, and i 'm preaching to you and those of you online and podcasts, I that day said, I forgive. Guess what? It wasn't but just two weeks later, sitting in church that God spoke to me to come and start Mosaic. But let me tell you something: had that day not happened, this day would not be happening. Why? Wasn't God wasn't punishing me. Matter of fact, God was protecting me. If I would have come and preached to you in the condition I was in, we would be a bitter bunch of people that would bring no glory to God. But because I'm free. This church will be free. We will walk in liberty, grace, mercy, forgiveness. We are not going to hold on to things in the past. You can't change the past, but you can design a future that has your destiny on it, your name on it, your dream on it. It's got everything you have in you will come out of you. With unforgiveness in our hearts, it stops the flow of God. It literally stops the flow of God. So what it did for me was, December 16th, I'm talking to Rob, and basically I'm asking Rob, you become the Messiah. (laughs) When you talk to somebody about somebody else, you're asking them to be Jesus, and nobody can be Jesus but Jesus. So I'm talking to somebody who can't fix them and can't fix me. And in that moment, that next day, it was like I realized I was asking Rob to take on the bitterness or unforgiveness that i possessed that's what i was really doing i didn't word it that way but anytime you go around having your little pity party and talking about other people about how you were wronged and how bad things are then guess what you're just asking them look would you take on the residue that i have on me instead of saying i'm taking this to jesus and at the end of the day, Jesus gets to sort it out, but he's going to have an opportunity to because I'm laying it all out in front of him. And I'm giving every bit of it to him. Listen, nobody wants to be around a bitter, negative person. You don't want to be around you if that's you. I didn't want to be around me. I didn't like me. I got up every day trying to like me. I'm like, I didn't even like me. Some of y'all don't like yourself right now. The Bible says love your neighbor if you, as you love yourself. If you don't love you, you're not going to love anybody else. So guess what? It's time for you to just say, God, here I am. I like me, I love me, you like me, you love me. And you know, it's a wonderful thing to be free and know that God has got you in the palm of his hand. What he thinks about you is not even important. Realizing what God thinks about you and what you think about you is what's going to change you. Your opinion of me doesn't change my opinion of me. Even if your opinion's good, it doesn't change my opinion. I have to choose. You guys saw the picture of the lion I posted. Lion doesn't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. If you're in here and you're one of the ones that asked me to give you scripture and verse, I did, but you never responded. Don't act like I don't know what I'm talking about when I said that. You don't have to lose sleep over somebody else's opinion of you. You know, somebody thinks this or somebody, I don't care what anybody thinks. You can't care. If you do, you're carrying a care, and he said, cast all your care upon him. So you've got authority you have agreement you have assumption let me tell you what I, I would do i began to assume the best believe the best you know if you were to ask me a year ago what i think about what i've gone through and if was it handled right you know what what if it was what if it wasn't what does it matter it's done it's done people say why didn't you come back it's done i'm here i'm at mosaic believe the best Because let's just say somebody was out to hurt you. I think about David, King David. You know, all he's doing is trying to make Saul feel better. And Saul starts throwing spears at him. What if David had become bitter and said, you know what? I can kill you before you kill me. And David could have killed him a couple of times and chose not to. Because David had forgiven. And guess what? David lived out his appointed destiny by letting God take care of Saul. Everybody in here has a Saul. Everybody in here has a Judas. You know what? There's nothing you can do about him that's going to do any good whatsoever. So all you can do is love and forgive. You're going to be a happy person this week. But I will warn you. You're going to have a lot of opportunity this week. <laughs> you are. You're going to have opportunity. You're going to have opportunity to forgive. And guess what? When you do it, do it out loud. Do it with a smile on your face. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be the happiest person you've ever been. Trust me. Every day, there are days I'm tempted. I'm still tempted since December 16th, 17th, that, that encounter with God. I'm still tempted, and I catch myself. And when you cringe, and when, when, you, when you feel a cringe when somebody's name is mentioned, just take, give it to Jesus. I'm not saying you haven't forgiven. I'm just saying just give it to him again. Say, Jesus, I forgive. I forgive, matter of fact, not only do I forgive God, I'm asking you to bless them I'm asking you to give them your best I'm asking you to help them feel your love today God, just really go over the top Satan will go beat his imps when you start doing I I assign Mark crow to you and he's blessing those who hate him (laughs) chaos in hell and worship in heaven So let's just walk in love and forgiveness because I'm going to say things that are going to need to be forgiven every week. (laughs) Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your grace and mercy, your love, your unconditional love for us, God. And I just thank you that you forgave us before we ever repented. You forgave us before we drew our first sinful breath. And God, today, throughout this day, we will experience your forgiveness and we will need it. So, Lord, help us to be like you. Forgive without an apology. To forgive others when they don't even apologize. God, it's going to do damage to us if we don't. And it will bind us to those that we feel have wronged us or hurt us. So, Lord, today we say we are loosed. They are loosed. We are free. We are liberated today. And, God, I just thank you that as a result of that you can now begin to do a great work in our lives. With every head bowed and every eye closed, there are those of you that have not asked God to forgive you. And uh, today would be a good day for you to do that. And just say, Jesus, please forgive me. I've not asked you to do that. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you and you say today, I really, by design, want to be free, I want to ask you to slip your hand up put it right back down. Just say, pray for me. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Several of you, thank you. You can put it down now. We're going to pray this prayer. Pray it all together. Say, Father God, thank you so much that you sent your son to die for me, to forgive me. Today, I accept that forgiveness. And I ask you to forgive me. Today, I choose to be a follower of yours. Amen.